I see this guy uh, fairly often on my walks, uh, most recently on a Saturday. Um, every time I see him, this has been going on over years, um, he looks indifferent. He looks self-absorbed, eyes straight ahead. I've never tested this, but I, I really think that he would blow by me without saying a word and everybody else on the bike path. Eyes never engaging, never smiling. Um, Generally, when I, I see him, really anybody on the bike path, I say some version of, it's really a nice day, isn't it? Or starting to feel warm, or starting to feel cold, fall is in the air. It's not enough time for a full-fledged conversation, but it's just one human being touching another. He, all re he always replies some version of, in fact, most recently, uh, I said, it's a beautiful day. And he replied, yeah, but it's going to get hot. It's going to be 90 this weekend. That's it. In my mind, as I'm walking by, I'm going, is that the best you've got? Is that the only thing that you can say? Always so dour, so negative. All of which makes me wonder what would cause a person to be so negative. Nothing's right in the world. The sky is falling. Remember, I'm not being unfairly uh, critical of this individual. This has been years of behavior, years of the same thing, the same face, years of ignoring everybody on the bike path. What is going on? I don't know if he's a Jesus follower. I really don't. Uh, you would never have any sense of that in those little quick contacts. Uh, although I don't really see, and this is kind of getting to the point of what I'm saying, I really don't see how somebody can be so negative, so pessimistic, so cynical, unless they've had a lot of pain in their life. But even then, I've seen people who have gone through great struggle and pain who still had within them this, this candlelight of joy burning. And it, it pops out on a, a smile or uh, a praise God or, or something like that. Well, I've got, I've, I've got some versions of why I think for the believer, for the Christian uh, person trying to follow Jesus, that there is so much data that ought to make us smiling, joyful people. 
Paul to the Ephesians said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Or Peter says, God has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable. Or Paul said to the Romans, I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Or Paul to the Philippians, if there's any consolation from love, there's any value of love, if there's anything about love that sort of gives you a tingle when you think about it. Any sharing of the spirit, any compassion, any sympathy, if there's any of that stuff, make my joy complete by being of the same love. Well, you know, all this is wrapped up in the cross. I think that's probably what's missing from my friend on the bike path is the cross. Because I don't think you could, you could look at a beautiful day and say, yeah, but it's going to be night. I think there's something about the cross that, that changes the focus on everything in the world. It's because of Christ's work encapsulated in the cross that we are blessed that we're recipients of a new birth, that we are bound to God's love, and that we are assured of the love and compassion of Christ through the work of the Spirit. Wow! The Lord's Supper is a, a weekly reminder that we're built into the walls of a building that Christ has built. We're all little bricks in that building. This is from 1 Peter 2. That knowledge is an antidote to the negativism of my fellow bike path walker. And I want to remind you today that when you take into yourself the bread and the wine, you're taking the biggest upper that the world has ever known, the cross, Christ resurrected. It doesn't matter if it's hot tomorrow. Because Jesus has conquered sin and death, and we have a glorious hope. And I think if that man knew this, there'd be at least a wry smile on his face, even though it's going to be 90. Take your bread, please. Lord, we, we give thanks for this meal. It makes us smile. Even though the cost was so great and so awful to you. To, to us, you have brought hope and joy and confidence that we get nowhere else. So remind us of that as we eat this bread together. In Jesus' name, amen.
let's take the cup. Oh, Lord, uh, you gave your blood for us. You were the one final and eternal sacrifice that put a death to sin and suffering and sin and all that. So as we drink this cup now and are reminded of what you've given, help us to be filled with, with joy. In Jesus' name, amen.